Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to part two of The Moon Underwater, where we are hosting the venerable Tommy Tiernan, and Tommy is creating quite an extraordinary... Is that a disease? (laughs) 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 Tommy, I do these these cameo videos uh, for people who listen to my work and who who like me and because it's valentine's day coming up a lot of them because you're quite restricted on the space of the message you can type say please wish my husband a wonderful vd and it is quite i do always mention i hope you know what that initialism can also mean uh, but at tommy's pub we will we will recap on uh, after the pub quiz but robin please put us out of our misery Yes, the answers for this week's pub quiz. It was quotations from famous sports people or sports commentators. So quotation one was, grass grows, birds fly, waves pound the sand. I beat people up. John, what did you say for that one? Well, I initially said Mike Tyson, but then I wondered whether that was from around the time of the rumble in the jungle. I wonder if it was George Foreman attempting to sort of... um, ape Muhammad Ali's poetic style. So I'm, okay, I've got George Foreman. George Foreman. Tommy, what are you saying? What I'm, I'm you sticking think? with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> it was Muhammad Ali. Yeah, oh. A beautiful turn of phrase. Yeah, it was Muhammad Ali who said that. Oh. He was a very poetic man. Quotation two was, when Alexander of Macedonia was 33, he cried salt tears because there were no more worlds to conquer... Eric Bristow is only 27. John. That's definitely Sid Waddell. Tommy, what are you saying? I had Tommy Ball for this. (laughs) (laughs) John is correct. He's bang right. It is Sid Waddell. Is it Waddell or Waddell? I think it's Sid Waddell. Yeah. Waddell. Fantastic commentator. Some of his other quotes were... um... Chris Waddell. He played football. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Chris Waddell. Uh... He, one of you, he also said, if we'd had Phil Taylor at Hastings against the Normans, they'd have gone home. Uh, another one of his. 
and another one. As Freud said to Jung in Vienna, you can psych yourself up too much for a darts match. <laughs> which is, <laughs> doesn't even make sense. <laughs> so question three was the um, former footballer who said, they're the second best team in the world and there's no higher praise than that. And I don't think there's anyone bigger or smaller than Maradona as well as many other things. John, hazard a guess with that? Uh, I've gone Ron Atkinson. Ron Atkinson, Tommy? I'm going to... I thought of Ron, um, but I am going to go Phil Neville. Phil Neville, both great, great shouts. It's Kevin Keegan. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Quickly, Kevin. It was the great man himself, KK. But there we go. Very well done. If you got that at home. Uh, John, I think you won with one point for Sid Waddell. Yeah, well, thank you, Robin. It's a splendid pub quiz that uh, really enjoyable. Now, we head back, I think quite tentatively, to Tommy Tiernan's uh, dream pub because it it really is a dream, this pub. It it reminds me a bit of a sort of... um, uh, Who who made... uh, Kind of a Peter Jackson pub. No, who's the other guy with the thing with the guy with the hands... Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Oh, Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. It's a very oh, yeah. Pan's Labyrinthine pub. Mm. It's got no straight lines. It's entirely wooden. It's filled with a lot of women, but also men who are not a threat. There's no sexual tension, uh, but there is a trapdoor in the floor, which leads to an underworld. But it's your own personal underworld. So Private underworld. You, the, the beast that harasses you will be based on your own fears, I think we, it's yeah. safe to say. It's a great name for a soldier, wouldn't it? What? <laughs> Private underworld. Private, <laughs> Private underworld. <laughs> uh, but it's also got an upper world uh, through a trapdoor in the ceiling, <laughs> which leads to beings made sort of almost entirely of light, including but not limited to women with... Uh, with wings on their wings faces. Wings on their faces. Uh, but, but again, that is a very specific upper world to you. It may not necessarily be pleasurable, but it, w- it will be complex. For people obsessed with money, the upper world will be filled with accountants just clapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having a big celebration on April the 5th for New Year's Eve. Yeah. So I found I found some of that liquid I was talking about. I don't ah. know if, if any of the listeners will be able to see this. <laughs> yeah, of course. They will. Yeah. Tommy's holding up a, a clear bottle, a clear glass bottle, but it looks like the sort of bottle you'd have got in a sort of a late Victorian chemist. Is this how Alice in Wonderland Alice started? Alice in Wonderland, yeah. There's a drink-me element to this. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, for those of you uh, listeners who might not know, the the moonshine of Ireland, the illegal brew, is a drink called Putchin. And it's usually made from potatoes and then people throw in stuff. Everything in Ireland is made from potatoes. <laughs> and then they throw in stuff like barley or apples or dandelions or strawberries and each, it's illegally brewed in hills and fields and each putching maker uh, has his own particular style. So somebody give me a bottle of this. Um, people, uh, yeah, you just get, bo- you, you don't, you never, ever, 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 ever pay for putching. So someone will give you a bottle and if you can return them a favour down the line, you do, but you never pay for it. Wow. Um, so this particular bottle, I've just opened it. Oh, right. You haven't opened it before? No. Wow. It's a small little bottle. Um, it kind of smells like um, uh, kind of diet vodka. Okay. Does that, that make sense? <laughs> like, like, like if if Smirnoff were going to do vodka for children. 
that, that's what it smells like. Yeah. That, has, that, has that kind of sweet fire lighter paraffin. Right. Is it a pleasant smell though? It's not bad. You wouldn't wear it as aftershave, but uh, is, it's, do you think um, that's because a lot of the because it's so much stronger than vodka? It smells like diet vodka because the actual flavouring elements are gone and replaced just by more alcohol. Maybe this is approximately seventy five percent proof, which Fucking is duck. that's the same as hand sanitizer. Oh really? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fact, in order to kill COVID, hand sanitizer has to be 60% alcohol. Oh, really? Yeah. Did, I mean, you could run tractors on this, but I will have, in your honour, I will have a small... Oh, my gosh. Taste of course, of it, just to, Oliver uh, Payton uh, had Puccine for one of his choices in The Moon Underwater. Oh, really? He? So, yeah. in this hand here, I have uh, a t- small Tibetan water bowl. Okay. And uh, <laughs> this is a, these are ceremonial trinkets. And it's to aid with the meditative process where before you sit down to meditate, you get uh, you've seven of them and you you pour water into one and then into the next one and into the next one. And the process of doing that just calms the mind slightly. Right. Is so it a singing bowl? Is it? Like, can you... No, it's not a singing bowl. It's very small. How big is that? It's kind of like, um, were you ever with a lady who used a diaphragm? No, no, me neither. Okay, well, for the ladies listening, it is the size of a diaphragm that you'd put over your cervix. Except that this is made uh, of tin, so it would not be. While it would work, it wouldn't be D- recommended. Diaphragms tend not to have quite so ornate carvings on the side. <laughs> yeah, you don't get many singing singing diaphragms, do you? No. So anyway, uh, in your honour this evening, uh, gentlemen, I will put some of this uh, moonshine into this. Wow. Let's see if you can hear okay. it. Tommy is pouring. Oh no, it's gone out of my computer now. She's good. Oh uh, Jesus! And I'll smell it. Like I said, kind of, uh, yeah. And then... All the way back. Wow. Oh, you wouldn't drink much of it. (laughs) 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 Woo! Okay! Let's get this party started! Wow. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Incredible. Yeah, I'm all warm now, right down to me lower chakra. Is it is it immediate? immediate? Totally, absolutely, one hundred percent. I have a little glow here, right in my sternum. Do you have much heartburn to speak of? No, not heartburn at all. But you absolutely wouldn't drink much. It's the kind of thing you drink maybe just before dropping the kids to school in the morning. Or <laughs> I thought you were going to say dropping dead. Then it's the kind of thing you drink before, before dropping dead, just yeah. before you die. Yeah, but it's nice. Yeah, what's is what's the English equivalent of that now? What, what do people? There, there isn't really like an English moonshine. I suppose like homemade scrumpy is or like homebrew, yeah, a, approximation. No, we have we have that here as well, but that there was never a thing of a drink that was illegal to make, right? And they made in the hills for ye, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, wow. Well, that's what we. Have. I wonder if it's perhaps because ale is you can make ale away from big sort of urban conurbations and cider. And they perhaps served that purpose, and we were much, much more sort of into importing spirits and stuff. And I, I guess, like, so you'd always be able to buy whiskey and vodka and gin anywhere. Whereas, like, if you say you were like in a remote area of West Ireland and you had a hell of a lot of the raw materials for making spirits, it's going to be much easier to make it yourself and you, than it is. And to, you didn't want to pay for anything. Yeah. <laughs> so would you would you drink that at someone's house, or would you drink it in a pub? You wouldn't. You wouldn't get served in a pub because it's still illegal, right? 
But what what about for if in a lock in or something? Would it kind of? No, it wouldn't. No. It would it would rarely come out in a bar. What happens is that people would somebody would know somebody who would know somebody who'd be able to get them a bottle. It's that kind of way, and it comes in. It comes and say old old whiskey bottles with the labels taken off, or old vodka or old gin bottles. Um, and at Christmas time, uh, people might make it and and give it as presents. Right. So how how is it usually drunk, sort of sort of alone or at a celebration, or is it kind of a, quite a, a, a solitary, secretive affair to drink it? But if it's not being drunk in bars, or would you drink it at a family dinner, <laughs> like a like a first holy communion or something? Uh, um, it would be at at house parties, that kind of thing. At funerals, for sure. Not really at weddings. Weddings are kind of almost corporate at this stage. But a a country funeral, you'd get it. And yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd uh, you and you wouldn't really drink it on your own. It's too powerful to drink on your own. Uh, I drank it one night at a party many many years ago, and the last thing I remember was it's because it's so strong. The last thing I remember was being on all fours at the party, barking, and I came to consciousness on a footpath holding my bicycle. Um, so I'd obviously I'd obviously gotten quite drunk with it, then decided I could cycle home and fallen down, but woke up. Fell asleep holding onto the bike on on the pavement. It's I mean it's they say that a lot of the psychiatric hospitals in Ireland in the nineteen from the nineteen fifties onwards were because it, it warms you up. You see, so you may have had a poor family with a child going to school who would have had nothing for breakfast. So a glass of putchine would be thrown into him, so he could stay warm all day. You know, it's it's just, it's um it's it's lethal. I mean, it's very enjoyable, but you know, mm. um, and you do run the risk of. Uh, death and alcohol poisoning but I think most of the pleasures of life have some sort of health warning attached to them So we're about to return to your dream pub or is it a nightmare pub? It's a little bit of both Um, So far on Draft you have a a tar-like substance uh, which is like a sweet mead uh, with the consistency of melted blankets. Very heavy, yeah. Very heavy. You also have a slightly lighter brew, which is uh, based around dandelions, beet and electricity. In uh, bottle form, you have uh, a caramelised onion fizzy gravy and uh, also uh, sparkling water and hula hoops, which is much more of a sort of... Um, a, That's for the kids. Yeah, it's a euphoric <laughs> sort of uh, soft drink. What what are we going for your two spirit choices? Well, <clears throat> we'll have the Holy Spirit. Very nice. And uh, we'll have the Ghost of Christmas Past. Oh, important! I know you're. Uh, that wasn't the alleyway you were trying to force me down. But let's go for let's let's try the the. I I think that the clear liquid is spirit enough for everybody. Mm. Um. So I think two ghosts. Two ghosts. Well, yeah. I, I listened yeah. to a really interesting episode of In Our Time about. A Christmas Carol, and I, I, there's so little I knew about it, and yet sort of so much I knew about it just out of the public consciousness. But a lot of the, it is quite a Christian story when you, when you look at the structure and the way that sort of people are redeemed, and Tiny Tim dies, and in, but in only in the visitation of the ghost, and is then brought back. So there's for for someone who wasn't a particularly religious writer and who was seen as being a more sort of social writer, it's a it's a it's a really cleverly Christian story. I think I mean I, I sort of say this every year when I rewatch the Muppets Christmas Carol. There are lines in the Muppets Christmas Carol that aren't in Dickens, including one bit where Gonzo says, "The years performed their terrible dance." 
which is like so brilliant. <laughs> but that was that is Gonzo. Gonzo came up with that. Um, so you know, say that line again. The, the for years year? performed their terrible dance. Jesus, that's yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good stuff. That's Shakespearean. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Someone pointed out that the ghost of Christmas past in the Muppets Christmas Carol. You know, it's kind of this. Uh, very almost androgynous figure that also kind of looks old and looks young at the same time. Someone pointed out that in the Muppets Christmas Carol, it looks like when you really mess up a poached egg, and, you know, it just goes everywhere <laughs> in the water. Like Do you know that. why that's that's not your fault? That's an egg that's not fresh. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not all on you. <laughs> uh, so we have spirit choices: have the Holy Spirit and the Ghost of Christmas Past. So. A hope for redemption, but also a reminder of past folly. And also, I need to just insist that not only are there no clocks in this bar, there are also no references to what era we might be living in. Oh, I like it, I like it. So no one really knows what time it is or what time of of man. (laughs) No, we're lost. This could be, it could be a post-apocalyptic future. It could be the Neanderthal bar could be anywhere in between. No, is it? Is it, is it the afterlife? Is that? Is that what we're we're, we're working? Is, is that is, the name? Is, it's a good good name for a pub. A good name. That's the name of the, <laughs> the <pub>. afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robin. Now that we we've made many references now to a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, uh, but we head over to the Moon Underwater Pub Library to find out what is this week's publi tome. Thank you very much, John. This week in the pub library, it's a brilliant writer called Megan Nolan. She's an Irish writer from Waterford, and she lives in London now. And she's, I mean, I follow her on Instagram. She's often in the Blythe Hill Tavern. Never seen her there, but Ooh. great pub. Yeah, lovely pub. But her first novel is called Acts of Desperation, and it's, it came out last year. It's really my favourite book that came out last year. And it's, it's a book where it's like... I'm guessing it's very autobiographical, or it reads very autobiographically, because what makes it so good is just how incredibly personal she is. She, she's talk, she, she's writing about... I mean, it's still a novel, so it, it's fiction, but she's writing about a toxic relationship, and it's it's just the way she writes about it is so vivid and visceral. It's, like, quite extraordinary to read. And, you know, I've kind of gone to the dark side with the, my choice of the pub library today. I've gone down into the underworld, because it's quite a... A dark book, but she writes really brilliantly about booze, about drinking. And um, this is just a great passage about sort of the lies drinkers tell themselves, really. So she's talking about her housemate, Lisa. So I'll just read this little passage. Sometimes I thought about people like Lisa, people who never lost control of themselves, who never had too much of anything, who were never awake after 1am with something like disdain. I valued what I thought of as my free nature, my willingness to do whatever I wanted at all times, my ability to be led by whatever base physical urge was singing to me in each moment. Wasn't there some truth to the way I existed that those safer people were too timid to follow in their own lives? It didn't occur to me that maybe Lisa was doing exactly what she wanted to do, that what she wanted was to live in the calm and benevolent way that she did. I didn't think so because it was incomprehensible to me that someone could drink and lack the desire to keep on drinking. I didn't understand that some people didn't have that want inside them. So, 
it's quite a powerful totally, piece. Totally, totally get that. That's very good. I'll some I'll sometimes. So two things. Firstly, if you drink a lot and too much, you tend to be around other people who drink a lot and too much. So you always think everyone's drinking because everyone around you is drinking. But I'll sometimes, on like a Monday night, if I walk down to my local pub, I'll walk past a couple walking their dog. And my initial, like, almost subconscious thought is, why aren't you in the pub? What are you doing walking (laughs) your dog? If you've got free time, why aren't you? Which is sort of madness. Yeah, it's a kind of mania. And this idea that you're somehow living this kind of fulfilled, freeing life because Mm. of of drinking, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's a really extraordinary passage, that I think. How, how many times have you watched um, Leaving Las Vegas? Is that the is that the Mike Figgis one? Oh, with um, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I mean that's a tremendous film about kind of about drink. I haven't watched it for ages. There's a great scene in it where you you know um, I don't know if all the listeners are familiar with the premise, but this guy goes to Las Vegas to he got thirty days or something to drink himself to death. And he's just, he's no shortage of money and he's going hell for leather. This is going to be how he checks out. And he ends up with a sex worker, um, Elizabeth Shue from The Karate Kid. And she buys him a hip flask, you know. So no, none of this, I'm going to save you. None of this, um, there's no redemption in this film. This isn't a movie about how someone finds the right person and they get pulled out of the whirlwind of despair that they're in. She buys him like a hip flask. And I, remember, I always remember the line, he just looks at her and he says, it looks like I found the right girl. <laughs> that kind of yeah. tragic and yeah. beautiful at the same time. Anyway. Yeah. Superb, superb. So what was the name of that book again, Robin? It's Acts of Desperation by Megan Nolan. It's great. Lovely have you got it on your shelves, Tommy? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just seeing do I have anything behind me that might be of interest to you. I think I found oh. something. Oh yes. Oh great. It's um it's a uh, everyday voice care. <laughs> 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 it is the lifestyle guide for singers and talkers. Prevent hoarseness, bounce back from small problems, and get the right help when you need it. That sounds um, good. The lady who wrote the book is a singer, voice teacher, speech she's a speech pathologist. I, I once went for speech lessons with uh, a very good tutor who usually works with sort of singers and people in the West End because I kept losing my voice on stage. And she basically taught me how to shout. Okay. It was great because I had this big shouty bit in an Edinburgh show one year and I just kept losing my voice, kept losing my voice. And she said, mm. how much water do you drink during a, a show, an hour show? And I said to her, I've never in my career <laughs> drunk water on stage. <laughs> She said, right. that's completely insane. So that was the first. And did it work? It did. She, she gave me lots of uh, warm-up exercises to do where you, you basically, you firstly sort of loosen up your mouth and your tongue and your lips and your neck, but then you just practice pushing that voice right, right down so it's coming out of your stomach, out of your diaphragm, what a singer would probably say. I've, I, am, I am a bit hoarse. I've got, I have got a bit of a cold. Is that why you, you got that, that book or is it... Or is it- was that just the no? Just uh, the rest of them are just are very boring. But um, just in terms of uh, dealing dealing with speech stuff, like I would have a very different approach to things than my wife would have. So uh, one of my children has a, a slight speech impediment, right? And she wants to take him to a speech therapist. And I think we should just tease him. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Until he stops. <laughs> Do you think that might work just kind of... Um, I don't. Uh, has it been tried and tested as a kind of a... Either for a lisp or a stammer. Just to tease them relentlessly until they find the wherewithal within themselves to, to stop their little habits. I think both approaches will have an effect. Um, and so, you know, it's just what outcome you want, I think, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you yeah. might cure the stutter, but have a very kind of emotionally <laughs> disturbed person at the end of I don't know. Going back to the voice, um, I, I read an interview with Frank Black from the Pixies the other day. And he, he was having problems with losing his voice and he went to a voice therapist who told him he was actually shouting, you need to just, you need to shout for 20% of the time and pretend for the other 80%, basically. So he's learned how to kind of pretend shout. That's quite good. I'm, I'm quite shouty on stage and I definitely am, have been blessed with a voice that no matter how much I shout, the following morning, it's always fine. Well, you're probably just shouting in the correct way. Maybe. Because it's when you're straining in your neck. Because I would get these... I would come out of my Edinburgh shows and meet my agent for a drink. And I wouldn't just wouldn't be able to speak. And I would feel like I couldn't even Good speak Lord. at a normal volume because there was so much tension in my neck. Anyway, Tommy, here at The Moon Underwater, we also have a jukebox. And... I, I mean, first off, I, I hope that the album you select exists, uh, but if it doesn't, <laughs> that's also fine. Uh, so what what album would you most like to hear when you walk into your your pub of the mind, pub of the apocalypse? Uh, Ravel's Bolero. Mm, lovely, da, lovely. Da, da, da. That's, that's great drinking music. Great skating music. Oh, we could all be just gently swaying inside this beautiful wooden crooked bar. Yeah, and it's just playing over and over again, boleroing. <laughs> and there's also is the is a bolero also a type of chocolate and a hat? That's an aero. Oh, <laughs> is there a bolero hat that they wear in Mexico? Well, I think if you crossed a bowler hat and an aero, you'd get a bolero. <laughs> bolero, bolero. We have this superb podcast called We Didn't Start the Fire, the only podcast started by Billy Joel. It is the most original, fascinating, and random way to learn the story of the 20th century. Oh, pretty darned random. And we are joined by some pretty incredible guests. I only wrote stuff that I wanted to hear. If it turned out to be a hit, it was pure dumb luck. With me, Katie Puckrick. And me, Tom Fordyce. This is We Didn't Start the Fire, the only podcast started by me, Billy Joel. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Your final choice Hove's interview with an air of exhaustion and dread, Tommy. <laughs> it's your wild card option. It's okay because you've cons- you've been pretty constrained with your previous options. Just to bring listeners up to speed, uh, Tommy has uh, a tar-like sweet mead, uh, the consistency of melted blankets on draft, and on the makes you sleepy. Makes you sleepy. That drink makes you sleepy. Next up, uh, a dandelion beat and electricity, slightly lighter draft drink. What are the effects of that one? Hyper. Hyper. Bottles, uh, a caramelised onion fizzy gravy. and Makes you sick. Makes you sick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sparkling water and hula hoops for the kids. Uh, death flavour hula hoops, of course. Death flavoured hula hoops, yeah. The two spirits are the Holy Spirit and the Ghost of Christmas Past. Ravel's Bolero on the jukebox. Uh, what's your wild card choice, Tommy? I mean, this would be hilarious if you said a, a can of Stella now. This would be so funny if you just said a can of... So usually at this juncture, people have got like two beers, maybe a cider and a wine and two spirits, and the wild card might be something slightly unusual. Um, it's entirely free reign. It's just one extra choice that doesn't have to be confined by the way in which it's served. Okay. I'm torn between Earl Grey and ayahuasca. Oh, oh wow. Ayahuasca. Because <laughs> people spend a lot of money to go to Mexico to rediscover themselves with Earl Grey, don't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my concern would be that the, the the bar is wild enough. Yeah. That maybe Earl Grey tea would kind of just put manners on us. With a slice of lemon in? Uh Say, say with a, a side dish of sliced mango. Oh, Ooh, lovely. Nice. So Earl Grey with sliced mango. I think that'd be very nice, actually. There's a great line in the last series of Succession about put down the ayahuasca big gulp. <laughs> like, someone's been going so crazy, they have a big gulp of ayahuasca, which is, I thought was quite funny. I never. I, th- I think the thing that puts me off ayahuasca is that you, you're, you're sick for about three hours when you first drink it. <laughs> Isn't that right? I don't yes, know. but then you get to see cartoon leopards come down from the sun. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> with wisdom for you. Yeah. A special message for you. I think wow. Big Gulp, Rob, is a specific size of cup that they serve yes, exactly. soft yeah, drinks yeah. in in America. Yeah. You're barred. Tommy, pretty much everything and anything is taking place in your pub because it does have a trapdoor that leads well, to... Well, no, there's no sexual tension. No sexual tension. You, you've got a trapdoor that leads to the underworld, a trapdoor that leads to the upper world. But what thing are you going to bar? What, what behaviour or item or attitude or sound? Because you have the right to ban something from your pub. I'm going to ban money. 
Okay, so it's going to run at a loss. R- root of all evil. Yeah, it will be. It'll run at a loss. <laughs> it'll, 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 uh, yeah. It'll, so, so I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how people will. If the bar is open all the time and people can drink as much as they want, it'll get messy. So there has to be some way of slowing people down and just uh, having a measured approach to the evening. Ah, yes. Okay, here we go. You get a drink every time you tell the barman a sin or a regret. Confession style. This is Vatican-like. This, Yes. That's good. You pay in sin. The wages of sin is pachin. Yeah. Or, yeah. Fizzy gravy. The wages of sin is fizzy gravy. Hurry up, please. It's time. And we must come up with a name uh, for this pub, Tommy. I mean, we we mentioned one earlier on in the recording, The Afterlife. It's got to be, hasn't it? I think so. Well, it's been an absolute joy to speak to you, Tommy. Uh, you are on tour at the minute. Uh, you you requested that people not be uh, ham-fisted by time, nor geography. Or space. Or space. Come and see me last week. Come and see me last week. I was really week. good last week. Uh, come and see me in the past. What? But what's the name of the tour so people can Google it? So the, the name of the tour is Tom Foolery. And in the UK, I'm in London... A few different places in London. I'm in the Soho Theatre. I'm in the Hammersmith Apollo, I think, is it, or the Odeon, whatever it's called. I'm in, out in the Ali Pali as well. And then I'm also around the country. I can't think of any of the places uh, where I'm going to be. Are you excited about it? Absolutely. I kind of feel as if I'm in a good place with the show. I kind of feel as if I'm playing to all my strengths in the show, if that makes any sense. You know, sometimes you kind of have, you walk off stage and you go, I'm capable of more. I just haven't been able to deliver it. This show gives me an opportunity to kind of do everything that I enjoy doing. A bit of acting, a bit of storytelling, a bit of kind of uh, off-piste storytelling, a bit of serious stuff, uh, a bit of silliness, uh, a bit of dancing. And I haven't had that in my stand-up for a long time where I've kind of really looked forward to performing the show. And that's it's important, so I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. And I do also have a sense that when I'm talking to people in England that I feel culturally unusual. I absolutely feel like an Irish person talking to an English audience, and I think that's something to be relished and enjoyed. So rather than trying to be, I'm just like you, or we're exactly the same, to kind of enjoy the cultural differences, and in the same way that I would absorb nutrients from a Nigerian comedian in Ireland or an Inuit storyteller in Galway or a Cockney comic over here, I would hope that people get something out of an Irish performer over over where you guys are. So that's, they're the kind of little things that I notice. And I, and I also, I'm very, very, very fond of England as a country. The people, generally speaking, are nice and warm and friendly and mannerly and generally good-natured and you have achieved so much uh, as a nation over the past millennia that it's it's a pleasure to tour really is what an incredibly kind thing to say very very a lot of a lot of what you said rung true there with me and as you were saying it i remembered the line that you said at latitude you said we're all just music and concrete Really? Music and corn... Are you sure? Are you not cornflakes or corncrakes? It could have been music and corncrakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Tommy, as we send you off back to the other realm uh, with your afterlife 
under your arm. Yes, if I meet the devil, if I meet the devil, I will not tell him that I met you. No, thank you. Uh, but what song from Ravel's Bolero do you want to play you out? <laughs> I'm guessing... All Along the Watchtower. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank Tommy Tiernan uh, for his time. Do go and check out Tom Foolery on tour. Somewhere near you, far from you, maybe in the past, maybe in the present, maybe in the future. Google it. Bye, Tommy. God bless, lads. God bless. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.